0: Welcome to Yahoo Finance Presents. I'm Andy Serwer, and I'm delighted to be joined by Darren Walker, the president of the Ford Foundation. Darren, so great to see you.
1: Thank you, Andy, for having me.
0: So you have some big news. You're just announcing right now that the Ford Foundation is going to be borrowing money so that it can disperse more funds to help out in this time of need. Can you explain what's going on with this new endeavor?
1: Well, this is motivated uh, by the reality that our nonprofit sector in this country, which is vital to our functioning democracy, is at risk because of the economic fallout of COVID-19. And they are already seeing reductions in giving. Fundraisers have been canceled. Theaters are dark. Earned revenue is down. So this is going to be a very challenging time for nonprofits in America. Our role as a foundation is to support these nonprofits, and we do that from our endowment. Unfortunately, when markets get volatile, uh, we pull back traditionally, and now is not the time to pull back. So with the recent decision by the Fed to lower rates to a historical uh, low, it made possible the idea of borrowing as a triple-A rated uh, entity, we can go to market um, at a pretty aggressive rate and borrow at a level that uh, we believe over time uh, will be less than uh, what we uh, will make through our investment. So rather than taking money from our endowment, $1 billion, we're going to borrow $1 billion at a very low rate. Our hypothesis is that over 30 to 50 years, which is the terms of the bond, uh, we will be able to uh, outperform the rate that we're paying and continue to grow our endowment. This will make possible $1 billion of new grants for nonprofits. And the other good news is that four foundations have joined with Ford. The Mellon Foundation, MacArthur Foundation, Kellogg Foundation, and Duke Foundation have all joined with us, and together we uh, are able to commit over $1.7 billion. And I believe there are other foundations who will be joining us shortly.
0: I mean, this is fascinating. I have, have all kinds of questions, but just a few. I mean, so first of all, you, are the, you guys were taking the lead on this, and has this ever been done before?
1: No, this is very uncommon. Uh, foundations borrow for capital projects, but we've never borrowed to make grants. Uh, But we've never had an interest rate environment like this uh, either. And so uh, had this been a year or two years ago, uh, this uh, strategy would not have been uh, an opportunity that we would have taken advantage of. Uh, But given where market rates are, it, it, I mean, basically money is almost free now, Andy. And um, I love the idea of making the markets work for social justice. The grants that the Ford Ford Foundation gives are to an array of organizations uh, fighting inequality in the areas of criminal justice reform, uh, improving uh, conditions for workers, um, advancing um, the the, the rights of people to ensure that they vote. Uh, These are all the the ways in which uh, the proceeds of this bond will be used.
0: And just one more question on that. Did you work with investment bankers? You obviously know a lot of people in that world. Um, How did you come to this strategy?
1: Well, I was very lucky. At the foundation, we have uh, the chair of our investment committee is uh, Peter Navishi, who spent many years at Morgan Stanley and himself today runs a very successful uh, asset management uh, company. Uh, Also, uh, Peter Weinberg. Uh, at uh, Perella Weinberg, was a terrific advisor uh, early on when I was test driving the idea. And then we benefited from um, the underwriting um, support uh, of uh, Wells Fargo and Morgan Stanley.
0: Let's shift gears a little bit, Darren, and talk about the other huge topic facing America right now, which is the protests and this new awareness of racial and and social injustice in the wake of George Floyd's death, something you've been working on really your entire life. What makes this moment different?
1: I think what makes this moment different, Andy, is that deniability of racism is no longer an option. I think for many Americans, many white Americans, Friends of mine who I talk to about this, this has been a heartbreaking experience to witness the murder of an American citizen in broad daylight by a police officer who was aware that he was being videotaped and proceeded to kill another human being. I don't think this is the America that any of us want, white or black. And I think the reason it has gripped us is because people feel in their hearts that there is something we must do in this country to address the challenge that is the historic reality of racism in America.
0: Where do you think this goes, Darren? Is it just gonna peter out or are we gonna have some real change?
1: I think we're going to see real change because when I talk to CEOs and civic leaders, people are not talking about the old playbook of simply giving grants to black <clears throat> to black organizations, for example, uh, but doing truly systemic things, um, really looking at the composition of uh, our boards, uh, thinking seriously about uh, the gaps in leadership of large companies and other important institutions in our society. And I think we're already seeing uh, the ways in which our society is going to be changed, I believe, for the better. I do believe that white Americans, Black Americans, Brown Americans, we are all, at the end of the day, Americans. And what binds us, yes, we have individual identities and we have our own histories. I did not come to America as an immigrant. My ancestors came as enslaved people. But today we are all Americans and we do want this country to live up to its ideals. I'm reminded of Langston Hughes' poem, Let America Be America. I believe that's what we all want. It's for this great country to live up to its potential.
0: You recently said that corporate America has failed uh, black Americans. Uh, What do you mean by that? And what steps, tangible steps, can businesses really take now, Darren?
1: I think when you look across the leadership of corporate America, it is rather startling. There are only four African-American CEOs. In fact, the numbers have gone down. The number of large public companies that have no African-Americans in their C-suite is also astonishing. And uh, I am beginning to hear, I've spoken to at least a dozen CEOs in the last 10 days. Everyone is is concerned, everyone is worried, and everyone is thinking about uh, specific interventions which in my view are interventions such as setting uh, targets for uh, increasing representation on boards, uh, being serious about diversity in the C-suite, managing uh, your uh, talent pipeline to ensure that you have a bench um, and not waking up one day and realizing that you don't have a a bench because you haven't nurtured it. having relationships uh, with uh, civil society, uh, with representatives of communities is very important. So I think this is an awakening for corporate America. I think most CEOs want to do the right thing and are looking for help.
0: Darren, I know you don't like to get political, but I have to ask you, um, President Trump is holding a rally apparently on Juneteenth in Oklahoma and I wanted to ask you about that and whether or not you think that his leadership has been divisive.
1: Well, I certainly believe that Juneteenth is an important day. I'm from Texas, and it was always a holiday that we celebrated um, with great joy uh, because it was the day that Blacks uh, were told of our freedom, and while uh, it was delayed, uh, we were, uh, as a people, uh, elated nonetheless. I'm not a political person um, and I don't comment on um, um, elected officials or candidates. My only observation about leadership in America today is that we need uh, leaders at all levels who inspire us and who make uh, the idea of public service, uh, the noble idea that it is, they realize and live and model that. All leaders need to do that across society because leaders today are less trusted. They are less uh, believed by their constituencies. And so we need to lift up leadership and noble, valiant, courageous leadership, which America needs today more than ever.
0: And and last question here. I think Evan Spiegel from SNAP says he supports the creation of a nonpartisan commission on reparations. Where do you stand on that issue, Darren? I
1: think there's there's absolutely a need to talk about uh, the historical uh, racism that has uh, impaired the ability of African-Americans to build wealth, to accumulate assets. Uh, And I think there are multiple ways we can, as a nation uh, and through policy, have that conversation. And I'm hoping that in the months ahead, we'll be able to do that.
0: Darren, you have a new initiative. You're funding Spotlighting Police Brutality um, that is being spearheaded by Ava DuVernay. Can you talk about that, please?
1: Ava DuVernay is one of the greatest filmmakers in this country. What she did with the film Selma was quite remarkable. Her new initiative, which seeks to bring greater transparency uh, in the area of policing is something I think we all would welcome. So the Ford Foundation is proud to support that.
0: Darren Walker, president of the Ford Foundation, thank you so much for your time and best of luck to you.
1: Thank you, Andy, for having me.